What's interesting is that high vibes only, it's a lifestyle and it's a tool that I used when I was in like a low place. So when I talked about how I shut down my agency and I was trying to figure out life and myself and what's next for me and a lot of self-work opportunities showed up and that's not the easiest thing to manage always. And I realized that by doing intentional things, especially science-backed things that can help boost your endorphins and have you feeling good makes tackling your traumatic events or toxic behaviors easier. You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm joined by my dear friend, Aisha Marshall. Aisha is coming back to the show. She was one of my initial guests that I interviewed when I first launched the podcast. And back then, she ran a creative branding agency. And she has taken quite a turn over the last two years. And we actually talk about it on the show. But Aisha is an expert in all things branding, marketing, and She has an amazing podcast called Butterfly Season where she's really going behind the scenes on how to get the mindset right to create the life that you want and how she pulled herself out of a really hard season. And so today on the show, we dig into really how you can stay in the right headspace and really the high vibe energy as what she talks about when you're leading a team and building a business, specifically when you're going through the hard stuff. Because that's what business is, right? It's ups and downs all along the way. And I'm so grateful that we got to sit down and you get to hear us catch up for the first time in a really long time. And she's just someone I love and adore. And I'm excited for you to hear from her. Aisha, welcome back to the show. This is your second go around. And so much has changed for you in the last year and a half since we last spoke. Yes. I don't even remember her after this airs. I'm probably going to re-listen to them both because it feels like lifetimes ago, but I'm happy to be back in this season of life. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I always just love chatting with you. Okay. For listeners, I was going to jump into the topic, but I think we need to give a little background about your business. What did you used to do and what do you do now? Let's start there. Yeah. So I had an agency, full service agency. We had about 10 full-time employees, 15 interns on rotation every semester, handful of contractors. So we ran like a pretty small, but like mighty ship. I shut down my agency in 2021. And after that, I started an e-commerce business, White. It's a fine jewelry line. And this is kind of breaking news. I don't know if I told you this, but I'm actually selling white right now. No, you didn't tell me this. <laughs> yeah, literally you it first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Aisha, I think it was last year around this time. No, it was two years ago because I had COVID that we yeah. went for a hike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's right. You're like, I am so sorry. I'm like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, we went for a hike. We spent all day together. And then I tested positive for COVID like four hours later. But yeah. You were just talking about this being a dream. So in two years, you took something. Okay, wait, I'm just so impressed by you. You created something from nothing and now are selling it. Yes. So 
here's how I got there. This is a good segue because I do think that this part is important. I feel like oftentimes people be like, oh, I built and scaled this like in my agency life, right? Like I got Forbes 30 under 30 for marketing and advertising because of the work that I did in there. And then I built an e-commerce business and now I'm selling it for like a six-figure sale. But truthfully, I struggled with self-worth. And when I shut my agency down, all of the chaos that ensued around the agency was a byproduct of self-worth and codependency. And so instead of sitting with the void that shutting the agency down created, I filled that with something else to attach my work to, which was white. So doing that work from that time that we were chatting about a year and a half ago to now on myself while simultaneously building this brand, I began to heal myself or work on therapy and things like that. Energetically, white just started to fall off which is wild to me, but I love it. It's so great. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And like the buyer is like the lucky as hell, but people are like, it's not aligned anymore. Like literally it's not. Yeah. Um, But I'm going all in on butterfly season, my podcast. I still do consulting on the side, but it's not anything that I'm like pushing out there. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited too. Yeah. And how many events did you do for White? Did you ever do a totality <laughs> count? I feel like every weekend you were at an event. Everybody wanted the experience, which I also think is really dope from like mm. just in terms of building something and creating something like White was literally birthed from scratch. I started something a year and a half ago that nobody in the area was doing like piercing activations, right? And now you see these like brick and mortars or big companies creating these things because they're taking off. There's legit a demand for it. I haven't done a tally, but I know in this last month, I did four in October and I was burnt out, beyond burnt out. Just because of all that goes into putting on the type of experience that I put on, right? Like I'm not just like a regular vendor. I'm a cool vendor. (laughs) You are a cool vendor. That is very true. But I would actually argue you didn't just create an e-commerce business. You created an experience company. And that is a lot of effort. I did. It is so much effort. E-commerce just by itself is way easier. But when you add that experiential component, people Mm -hmm. want the experience every time. Exactly. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Okay. So let's dig into a little bit more about Butterfly Season, your podcast, and this, oh, I would say like awakening that you've had of like Thai vibes only. Yes. And that is something that you have been going deep in. What does that mean to you and where did it stem from? So what's interesting is someone asked me yesterday, like when someone says that high vibes only is toxic positivity, what do you say? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like this is the first time anyone's ever said that. And what's interesting is that high vibes only, it's a lifestyle and it's a tool that I used when I was in like a low place. So when I talked about how I shut down my agency and I was trying to figure out life and myself and what's next for me and a lot of self-work opportunities showed up and that's not the easiest thing to manage always. And I realized that by doing intentional things, especially science-backed things that can help boost your endorphins and have you feeling good makes tackling your traumatic events or toxic behaviors easier. And it really is just it's science, right? Like when you're in a higher vibration, everything is energy. But when you're in a better mood, you see opportunity. When you're in a bad mood, you see oppression, you see jail. And it's easy to get in a sad mood, which is like a bad mood when you're going through your own work. And so I was like intentionally looking for things that can support a better mood so that it made that process easier. 
And I just coined that to be high vibes only. So what did that entail? What are some of the tactical things that when you were in your hard times, what were some of the things that helped you get through it? Climb up. Yes. One of the things I would do, I would call it an energy detox. And so like you have stuck energy, your body keeps score with whatever it is that you have going on in your life or that happened before in your past life in terms of like childhood and teen years or whatever it is, any traumatic event or any like little t traumatic event that gets stored in your body if you don't process it. And so I would do things that would help me move that energy or process that energy or give me like endorphins. So like literally just going outside and standing facing the sun and just allowing the sun to hit me. I didn't understand the power of vitamin D until I got a vitamin D shot because I was vitamin D deficient. Literally, it's like drugs. I was like, I feel so great. I feel invincible. No one could tell me anything because I got this vitamin D shot. But I say that to underscore the importance of vitamin D, right? Just Mm -hmm. for our bodies. And you live in Arizona and you're low in vitamin D. That's also something I want to highlight. Yeah. Because people think, oh, you're in Arizona. The sun's all that. Oh, it's hot. But like, it's always hot. So I'm inside. (laughs) Exactly. Moving around, exercise. I realized that in yoga, moving my body and stretching in different positions helped move energy. And like, I oftentimes I would cry. Like I was just processing Not because I'm like, oh, I'm crying about something. I just have the urge to cry. So I would let that go. And then that energy, releasing that just helped move through things too. The other one is like doing something nice for somebody. These are so simple, you guys. But literally, it boosts your endorphins. It boosts your mood. And you begin to see possibility, which helps you get out of the season that you're in quicker. Yeah, totally. Those are great tips and stuff that we should all be doing in everyday life. Mm-hmm. For sure. I actually just had a podcast release this week, yesterday, about your job as a manager. And I actually recorded it from my car on the way home from the gym. I don't know why I had this little, you know, when you get shots of inspiration to record. I usually it, get it after I'm working out. Yeah. And it was like your job as a manager or leader, anybody who's leading others, is to create the conditions that make it easier for your team to choose high vibes only, happiness, mm-hmm. like their mm-hmm. well-being. Because at the end of the day, you can't force somebody to be happy. Like you can't force somebody to choose to be high vibes. All you can do is support them in being more likely to make that choice, making it easier for them. There were things that we would do as a team when I had my agency to support high vibes. I wouldn't call it that, but just to make it more of a fun environment so that when you get into your own environment, you could choose the more positive thing. And during COVID, we would have themed Fridays. So you had to create, this is a creative agency, mind you, but you would create artwork or a visual or image that you would put as your background and whoever was the most creative or the funniest would win. It was such a small thing, but I looked forward to Fridays because I wanted to have a funny background that would pick up the overall morale of the team. And what I realized that we got to know everybody so well. Oh, you like this? Or, oh, this is your interpretation of this? Or, oh, now we have inside jokes. Now we're like operating like, I don't know, a team that cares about each other. Yeah, totally. And you as the CEO... You had to do it. Otherwise, your team wouldn't do it, right? Like you couldn't show up with your white ass background, like nothing behind you and then expect the team to do it. It's true. One time we had a busy week. Everybody was so busy. And I was like, I have to do this because if I don't do it, 
it is going to be an excuse for someone else to not do it when they have a busy week and it has been a fun thing, right? Mm-hmm. So one of my team members was like, oh, I definitely didn't think you were going to do it because of how crazy the week was. And I'm like, no. Of course I did it. I never was not going to. That's hilarious. <laughs> Even though I debated. Totally. That was actually a question that I was going to ask you is now looking back, is there any like ways you would have shown up differently for your team? Yeah. Totally. I still lose sleep at night because I feel like going into my agency, like no one teaches you how to be a leader when you're an early entrepreneur. Like they literally don't. Like I thought I could be the best leader because I was like a cheer captain in high school and like president in law school and just things. Real quick. Do you ever find yourself listening along to this and being like, well, shit, I wonder if I'm doing everything right from a legal and compliance perspective. Now, I've said this a lot, but I'm not an attorney, so nothing I share is legal advice. But over the last 15 years, I've worked with a lot of employment attorneys on a lot of different things related to people in HR. So I've learned a thing or two about helping a business stay compliant with the people stuff and implement some of the best practices so you can cover your ass which is why I'm so excited about a free compliance and best practices checklist we've created over at my company, People Principles. It literally walks you step-by-step how to conduct an HR audit similar to what we do when we onboard new clients. So go grab your free copy over at peopleprinciples.co and you'll see it right there on the homepage. Now back to the show. Let's not just like totally write them off, but I get what you mean. But none of those positions required me to like be where I felt the responsibility of putting food on someone's table. Like I never was responsible for their paycheck, things like that. And it was also during COVID. And so I felt like everyone's well-being was like, no one knows what could happen at any time type of thing. So I wish I had the mind that I have now then, because I didn't realize at that time that your team is a mirror of their leader. And some of the things that I would complain about are like things that I actually have inside. And or so that you were doing maybe? Or that I was doing 100% that I was doing. Most of the things that they get permission for is because I'm doing it myself. And I wish that I would even set boundaries around that. I don't even know if it's effective to be like, do as I say, not as I do. But one thing that really stuck with me was I would work late at night, but I don't expect my team to be up late at night. But I don't think they realize that. If I'm slacking at midnight, I would get slacks back. And I'm like, hey, you don't have to be slacking me back. Like, I'm just, I need to get this done, right? And I feel like there was this like unspoken conversation under the table that they also had to do like how I was doing. And I wish that I could have conveyed that better. I had the tool at the time. Yeah, that's a good example. I think there's two things that come up for me is one, you're putting food on their table. You're still the boss. As cool as you are, as fun as you are, there's a power dynamic, right? That is always there. And so when they get something from you, no matter how many times you tell them they can wait, it, it's still a hit and it causes anxiety. So right. for them, they're like, it's going to be less stressful for me to just respond. For a lot of them, they can't let it go, right? And then there's also the piece of because you are a good boss and because people probably really loved working for you, they see that you're working late and they want to work late too to make it easier for you. So they'll be yeah. like, okay, I just want to help her not have to work so much. If we just get this project done, then in a month, then we can all stop working as much. Like both of those things 
happen. Totally. I feel that. So yeah, that's if I could do anything differently, I might have been more proactive about what leadership looks like in business. For sure. What about, I know you had some challenges at that company, Mm -hmm. like hard times. What advice would you give yourself in going through the hard times in business and still keeping high vibes? Because it isn't toxic positivity. So how do you do that? How do you balance that? How do you lay off people and still keep your energy high? How do you have lower revenues and still keep your energy high. How do you do those things? What would you tell yourself to do? I would do two things and they're in two separate buckets. So the first thing I would have told myself to do like this process is if I'm feeling like I'm stuck or if I'm feeling like I don't have any options, I might ask myself, what do I need right now? Aisha, what does Aisha need? There are a lot of times where I felt like I didn't have any options, but I know that I did. I think because when you're in a bad mood, you don't see opportunity. And I would write down exactly what I needed. And then I would say, okay, how can I give that to myself? What can I do to give that to myself? To try to open up the idea that there are opportunities. And sometimes it means taking like difficult action. The other thing that I would do is I would give time after bigger meetings before I'm hopping on a meeting with my team. So, or even on a call with my team, like I remember we have a team meeting at the lunch hour for whatever reason, we had to shuffle some things around and we met with our CFO and we were like in the red. And I remember being like, how did we get here? And it was really a cash flow issue because people weren't making their payments and you know how that goes. And I had the most sourest attitude on my team meeting, but that's not my team's fault. I shouldn't bring that energy into a team meeting because my energy, they will reflect that back to me. And if I need them to pick up the morale to get more cash flow or create a better relationship with clients or whatever, I need to be able to be like grounded in that. I need to be able to compartmentalize. And that's probably what I would have done. Like flake time to just get recentered and regulate my nervous system between bigger calls. Yeah, for sure. And taking the time to like, okay, this is the state of the state. How do I want to show up? As opposed to just being like, everything's happening to me. It goes back to the same thing. That's why it's so important to do these little things that help you. And you can add your own additional item into high vibes only. It's really just the idea that like you're looking for the positive in the situation to help you find opportunity, not to be avoidant of the situation. And I wish I would have known that then because I feel like I would have showed up differently and that energy would have been contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good learning. Do you think you'll ever have employees again? I don't know. I don't think so. Honestly, employees are so hard. Here's also why, especially as an entrepreneur of a small business, they don't see everything. And so it looks so easy. And sometimes I still have been working through this, but because it looks easy, because you've created great systems and processes and the flow flows and the like automations automate and like your team just shows up. It's hard because sometimes I think for the maybe inner entrepreneur person that's working on your team wants to do the exact same thing because it looks easy. Sometimes that's hard when you build someone up who like leaves and does what you do, right? That can be hard. But I think at this point with the mindset that I have now is like, okay, that's their journey. That's also fine. Yeah. It's like not a dig at me, period. So yeah, I haven't reconciled that. And I feel like I'm scarred from that in terms of like employees. Not that I feel like anyone's coming for my coins, but 
my feelings feel hurt because I feel like if this was transparent in the front end, I wouldn't feel betrayed. I don't know. That's a me thing. It has nothing to do with them. I think what you're highlighting is that having teams, things can happen on your team that make you jaded and make you worried to try something again. Make sure you work through it before all of a sudden you start having more people I, join your team. I know. And here's the thing. I've had amazing team members also. Yeah. I've had amazing team members also. And now that I'm like unpacking this, what comes up is that sometimes when people leave, in that energy because they're doing things. They don't give you two weeks notice. So they just ghost and then they have something new. That I'm like, now I'm asked out because I'm trying to fill to be able to get this done. And also you're still doing the same work. Like you could just have given me the two weeks. So like that is a lot of where that energy comes from. But I had amazing employees that like just get it and have helped me scale. Yeah, I also think if I were to have team members again like that, like somebody full time, I would make sure they're complementary to the type of personality that I have. So whatever personality types that you love and can understand when it's not just your profile, like I would encourage that. Like I love human design. I love Enneagram. I would want to run some of those things to make sure that we don't have two projectors working on something because we're not going to be able to complement each other well. No, no shade against you. It's just like I want to be able to leverage the gifts mm-hmm. so that we can all be doing something that's in alignment with who our true self is. Yeah. Amen. I agree with that. Okay, so what are the things that you're working on to get you to your next level up? Are you working on anything right now? Yeah, I'm working on singular focus. (laughs) I feel like I've been Mm. having dual focus too many times. I definitely feel like while I was building white, I was also running my consulting agency at the same time. And I'm like, could you imagine if I put all of that focus into one thing? Like how much more quickly it would take off? So that's just as a high level, like principle of singular focus. And that's butterfly season and scaling the podcast, not in terms of listens and downloads, because that's just a slower game typically, right? But how can I add the econ component around it? How can I add something experiential that doesn't make it in-person experiential, like the pop-ups, but gives you that overall vibe that people can buy into? Community is what people would say in untraditional way that like leverages the things that I'm good at. So yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. I love that. I know that you have some amazing merch and where listeners go check it out. I guess we are recording on video now. So if you are watching, you can see she has great style, but (laughs) follow her on Instagram and you're going to ask her for fashion advice all the time like I do. So where can they find your merch and and check things out? If Instagram is your place, my username is Aisha, A-I-S-H-A. And in my bio is my link to my podcast and you can find my merch there. We have High Vibes Only merch that's sold out five times now at this point. People love it. I love it. I think it's great. And yeah, that's where you can find me. If you just Google Butterfly Season and it's S-Z-N, I'll pop up. Awesome. And we'll put everything in the show notes. Yeah. I love you so much. And I love following along your journey and getting to chat with you. And thank you for coming on the show and sharing some of your evolution with listeners because this entrepreneurship journey is up and down. I think you're one of my friends who's done the most drastically different things and had so much success. And to me, that is just something that inspires me so much and keeps me going that you just go for it and you try something brand new and you crush it. And I'm sure listeners to the show can also appreciate that. If you're not loving what you're doing, then guess what? You can change it. And I'm so (laughs) grateful that you're an example of that for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I received that. Okay.
Thanks for tuning in, listeners. We hope you're feeling inspired and ready to take things up a notch in your business. And just wanted to remind you that if you want access to the tools, strategies, and guidance you need, our on-demand HR program might be perfect for you. Say goodbye to corporate HR rules because hello, that's not how I roll here if you've listened to a few episodes. And say hello to straightforward, actionable advice designed just for your small business and actually for you individually. Because you get unlimited email and DM access to our team, including me. It's like having your own HR consultant on speed dial. So don't wait. Take your small business to the next level with our on-demand program at peopleprinciples.co forward slash on-demand. We're here to support you every step of the way of building and leading and managing your team. Thanks for being a part of our community and we'll see you in the next episode.